Tolima's have to be dismissed. You must still give him a chance. Uh, he must keep on this. We enjoy laughing at them. The solution is to let him go. I think people are judging Solinas unfairly. The big issue on Circle Aduma on the 13th of July 2018, Kaz Chiefs announced the signing of head coach Giovanni Solinas on a two-year contract with an option to extend for one year. Unlike other PSL mentors, the Italian coach did not particularly have a pre-season with his players, having been employed with only a few weeks before the start of a new season. What was seen as a promising league and cup starts initially has now, four months later, turned into a wrecking ball of pressure. Chiefs are now number five on on the Absolute Premier League uh, table and have missed out on both the MTN 8 and Telcom knockout. The pressure has been further compounded by back-to-back 2-1 losses to bitter rivals Orlando Pirates in a matter of weeks. It also doesn't help that Amakosi are on a four-season trophy drought while other big boys like Sundowns, Verds and Pirates are winning. Fans have called for the dismissal of the coach. It's only been four months though. He hasn't even had time to buy his own players. Should he stay? Should he go? That's a million dollar question. Welcome to the big issue everyone. In this episode, we'll speak to a league and cup winning former Amakosi assistant coach Farouk Khan to pick his brain on this matter. Chiefs and Paris legend Max Maponyane will also add his voice to the conversation. Whilst Danny Fente was once coached by Giovanni Solinas at Free State Stars, find out what he thinks the future holds for his former coach of course the show is not complete without you the fan so we'll play those voice notes and hear your sharp opinions Sokaladuma Radio in these economic tough times free rent 90 cents hasn't much value do you want me to tell you what's valuable for that amount of money the Sokoladuma newspaper. Be the first to know the latest transfer news and exclusive interviews every Wednesday for only 3 rand 90 cents. Get yourself a copy. Farouk Khan is a former Amakosi assistant coach who knows all about the pressures of occupying the hot seat at Chiefs. We caught up with him and this is what he had to say. Sokoladuma Radio. Well, you know, Chiefs is a team where you know, uh, success is always demanded from the fans, from the management, because it's a big club. It's not a club that is uh, in the league just to make up the numbers or to survive a relegation. So many clubs in the PSL obviously uh, work towards, you know, as long as they are in the, in the in the top eight, I think it's an achievement for many clubs. But for Chiefs, the top eight position uh, doesn't doesn't uh, translate into success. You know, Chiefs have had a culture of success from its early days and it's hard for anybody to accept that they are not the best you know, in the country. They have to they have to they have to meet that standard. So therefore any coach that takes over at Kaiser Chiefs is expected to hit the ground running. And there's no exception with uh, with Coach Salinas. He I think when he took the job he obviously realized the the, the magnitude of the job and the expectations that go with the job. Mm. And uh, when you look at the situation that he found himself initially, um, he was employed two weeks uh, before the start of the season. Um, how? What kind of impact does that have on a coach? I mean, you've coached uh, Chiefs as an assistant and you won the title with Chiefs under coach Ted Dimitri. How important was preseason for you and how, what impact does it have on him not having the preseason with the team? Well, I mean, 
Having a good pre-season is, is, is always very beneficial. I think all coaches uh, want to use the pre-season uh, to, to prepare the team, but I don't think the team was inactive. I think Patrick Mabedi was there. Patrick Mabedi worked with uh, a very astute coach uh, in, in Steve Compella. So they had previously had pre-seasons, if you want to call it that. So I think there was work being done while the coach wasn't there. The only thing is that Obviously, the coach came with his own ideas, but he's had sufficient time since then. We can't keep on talking about him not having had a preseason, him not being involved with player uh, selection or purchases, because Chiefs have got a good squad. So, in, in fairness to Kaiser Chiefs, I don't think uh, we should we should only uh, uh, focus on the fact that the coach came two weeks before the season. I think when he started, it was difficult, but subsequently he had won quite a number of games with the same team that he had taken over just two weeks before the season started. Mm. So, you know, it's difficult to equate the effect it had because we're not privy to what was being done during that period of the preseason with uh, with uh, Patrick Mabedi and subsequently the coach coming on board. We don't know what what was what, what was done in, in as far as that is concerned, but it's not something that doesn't happen in world football. You have coaches sometimes getting involved midway through the season and then picking up the cudgel and running with the team. You understand? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and a lot of times coaches are successful. I don't think um, it is only because of the, 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 the lack of, of, of success they've had in the derby. It's solely due to the fact that the coach came two weeks before the season. I don't think that is the, the, the key reason. You know, there could be other, other reasons why the team is not doing well. But as I said, we shouldn't just be focusing on that and saying, because the coach came two weeks before the season started, this is why they've lost the derby or they've lost twice in a row to Pirates. Mm. And of course, another factor, and you, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, Coach uh, Patrick Mabedi, another factor that seems to be a thorn in Kaiser Chiefs' camp is the fact that on the other side of Soweto, uh, Orlando Pirates seems to be doing really, really well with their combination of Coach Micho and Rulani. Uh, talk to us about uh, the, the the importance of having an assistant coach uh, and, and what kind of role does he have, seeing that you were a title-winning assistant coach? What kind of job does uh, uh, Patrick Mabedi has at Chiefs? What kind of impact does an assistant coach has at, at a club like Chiefs? Well, you know, just to, just to go back to that, I, I think this, people focus on the, the league titles that we won with Chiefs, uh, you know, having assistant but I also worked with Mussina Etibel and we had huge success. We won the Mandela Cup, which is the African Cup. Yes, uh, yes, yes. We won uh, a lot of trophies. I mean, the I won Coca-Cola more trophies. Cup and, yeah. No, not one. Many, many. I mean, I've, I've got hundreds of medals uh, from, not hundreds, but a number of medals from the time I was with Mussina. Absolutely. Subsequently, uh, Mussina to, to Santos. So you can never undermine the role of an assistant. And you've seen it over the last. 20 years. Before that, the assistant was just basically there to put cones on the field and, 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 and be there at the begging call of his head coach. That has changed dramatically. Today, the assistant coach is of key importance. All you've got to do is look at the bench of Man City and see how many assistant coaches there. Not yeah, an assistant yeah. coach, but assistant coaches. So it's, it's a think tank of expertise because the coach has to depend on these people to bounce ideas off because the coach is, is never going to be able to come up with all the answers on his own. He needs a think tank. He needs a brain trust to bounce ideas off, to, to share ideas. In our context, often college coaches aren't very trusting of assistant coaches because they feel that the assistant coach could be in line to take their job. And it's happened where that is. That is that has happened when coaches get fired. So you can understand where head coaches are coming from. 
even have an assistant. I'm not going to mention names. You go to mm-hmm. hospitals. You watch football all the time. They just have a guy sitting next to them who's they call an assistant coach. And that is sad because with the amount of, of coaches that are available, up-and-coming young coaches now that are available, they need opportunity. They need to be empowered. They need to be groomed to become the next head coaches. And if we don't put value on assistant coaches, the country is going to be very much poorer in, in as far as expertise is concerned. Coming back to the role of an assistant coach, firstly, the assistant coach plays a very key role in ensuring that the players are together. In other words, he has, he is in the, in, 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 a, in a way where he's got a relationship with players and ensures that they, he deflects the pressure that the coach puts on them, if you get what I'm saying. So the coach would be the taskmaster. He'll give the instructions. He'll have a go at players and the assistants must soften the blows so that the coach doesn't become the bad guy and try and, and, and reinforce to the players that he's doing it for the betterment of the team. Often you find assistant coaches are, uh, are people that the player will go to with their problems. Okay, you know what? That coach is doing is not playing either. So you as an assistant must, must, must be able to convince that player that, listen, the coach is not playing you because you need to improve in certain areas. You need to be patient. So he's basically also forms uh, the role of an intermediary between the coach and the player. Mm-hmm. A mother and father. You know, at home, when you were naughty, the dad would be the... The strict guy, mom would be the guy that you go to to soften the blows. Uh, mom will talk to dad and say, hey, you know, give the boy a chance. You know, he's not, you know, he's not as naughty as you think he is. Similarly, if I want to use that as an example, is what that cousin says. He also has to be a very good tactic for brain. Mm. He needs to read it. Because in the heat of battle, and I experienced it with machine and with Ted, especially with Ted had a, a sort of a, a nerve twitch. When things became very tight at Kansas City, his shoulder used to just jerk and he was very nervous at that time. So you got to then come with some sort of suggestion and say, Coach, do you think we should make this substitute? Do you think this player is getting a little bit tight? Do you think tactically we need to change our formation or we need to change our, our strategy on a certain time? So the coach will listen and if he thinks it's good advice, he will then act upon it. Mm-hmm. If he thinks that no, it's not, he will ignore it. So can you see the role that the system plays on match day? Can you see the role the system plays during the week leading up? It shouldn't just be there to accompany the coach and stay next to him. It should be very good tactically to take some of the pressure off. So the coach works with the attackers on a specific day. He works with the defenders. He works on the tactical aspect of the game. They then put it together. So this is how the assistant then becomes very valuable to the head coach. But if you take an assistant who, who, who hasn't got those acumen, who hasn't got those qualities, then obviously his input is limited and ultimately he just becomes a token. And, and, and that's what happens. And coach, before I let you go, um, and I really thank you very much for speaking to us. Uh, before I let you go, there's uh, well, we're having these conversations now and, and and assessing the situation at Chiefs because of results, of course, and fans panicking. But another one that has triggered this conversation now is the fact that Al Ahli uh, have let go of Patrice Cateron, and we know that Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, uh, Kaiser Mutawung has said that, uh, you know, uh, Coach Solinas was not their first choice or even the second choice. So the availability of Coach Patrice Cateron has now brought about these kind of conversations. What do you think, uh, if in the eventuality that Chiefs uh, get rid of their coach, what do you think uh, would be fit to take over? Well, it's hard to see. You know, I mean, obviously they have a wish list and uh, they're going to look for the best man to take over. Uh, I wouldn't know exactly who that man is, but remember, if you change the driver, 
you need to ensure that the car is in good running condition. Mm. Right? Changing, <laughs> changing the driver doesn't mean the car is going to be in a Formula One. If you change uh, Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> uh, Lewis Hamilton, as successful as he is, is very dependent on the motor car. I always equate a football team to a racing car. For mm. example, the aerodynamics of a car, a racing car is very key. The tires that they use in wet weather and dry weather are very key. Yeah. The motor is very, very key. The driver only is successful if all those things that I've mentioned are of the best quality and standard. So, with all due respect, casualties need a huge overhaul. They need a huge overhaul in as far as the team is concerned. I think if you look carefully at some of us, they've been through that exercise and process. Pirates are now going through the same exercise and process. You, you, you can never, ever underrate the importance of change when it comes to big clubs like Chiefs. I'll give you one good example before I leave you. When Pep Guardiola was employed by, by uh, Bayern Munich, mm. you know why they employed? Not that they weren't successful. They just won the treble. Why do you think they, 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 they brought him in uh, at the time that they did? Do you know why? Mm. Because they needed to develop a philosophy and an identity. They wanna, can you imagine? A successful team like Bayern Munich felt that they didn't have the right philosophy and identity. So they brought in the best they thought at the moment was Pep because Pep uh, revolutionized Barcelona, being a student of the of, 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 uh, of the, the Dutchman, uh, what's his name? Uh, Johan Cruyff. Johan Cruyff, being the student of him, he used the same method. And that's exactly what uh, uh, students of the game like uh, Rolani Mukwena is doing. Rolani may never have been a player, but he's, he's a football brain. He's a genius in his own right. Mm. He's brought so much, so much innovation to 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 to, to pilots. I mean, I don't condone some of his utterances against Chiefs because I think that was not in good taste because Chiefs is a big institute and you need to respect the, the institution and some of the things. But I do, I do uh, admire his, his football acumen. So this is the thing. You've got to ensure that. I think my baby is a wonderful guy. He's a good game. He's a good coach. I don't think it's any reflection on him as an assistant. But obviously, you need more. You need more experience when it comes to, 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 to clubs like Chiefs. I think... Uh, you know, him alone there assisting the coach, whoever he is, may, may, may not be sufficient. I think the game has evolved. If you look at the World Cup, we had maybe 12 or 15 technical people on the bench. You look at Man City, you look at all the best models in the, in the world, they don't just have a coach, an assistant, a goalkeeper, trainer, physical trainer. Those things are outdated. Mm. And I think our football has moved forward. We need to change the way we, we see a technical team. You know, in those days when Clive Barker was coaching, he was the coach, he was the goalkeeper coach, he was sometimes maybe even the driver of the bus. You know, those days are gone, my brother. Now we've got to move ahead with time. You know, technology has taken over. Today, uh, you know, when I started coaching, uh, you know, uh, what happened was we had no information. There had no internet. We couldn't get access information. The first coaching book I bought was a book written by Gary Bailey. And it was a very, very basic book. But for me, that was my little Bible that I went to for coaching things. Mm. And only later on when I studied in Brazil, I realized how limited we were as far as as, 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 as innovation and technology has gone. The Brazilians are right here ahead of us. That is why they won five world champions. That is why they're producing uh, some of the best players in the world. I mean, Real Madrid just bought two of their most phenomenal uh, players from Brazil. Yeah. So they produce players on a huge scale. South Africa have the same potential to do the same, but the clubs need to innovate. The clubs need to move forward and start investing in expertise. You only can succeed if you have the best expertise available. Yeah. You can never ever succeed if you don't have it. And I think Pizzo has proven beyond a doubt as a local 
local South African coach that he can do the business if given an opportunity. You know, he's, 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 he's a Sundowns have been successful over the last few years since he's been there, winning the African Champions League, uh, winning the league, and, 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 and also playing football that's very, very attractive. It's easy on the eye. It's, 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 it's modern football. It's uh, exciting football. It's something that's a spectacle people wouldn't mind watching, and that is what we must aspire to. Sundowns Pirates is doing the same now, although it's not yet where they want it, because this type of football takes a while to, to build, but once it's built, and once you have the, the philosophy ingrained, the team is successful. Chiefs are not yet there. Chiefs need to start investing in that area of expertise. Not only about the head coach. They need to get, to get technical people. They need to get a technical uh, team around the teams. It's the team behind the, the, the team. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's, the coach needs a team that will support him. Whether it's Cateron, whether it's uh, uh, um, um, Bayera, whether you bring, you can bring any coach to a team. His success is dependent on the structures that he has to his disposal. Mm. All right, Coach Farouk, thank you very much for speaking to us. Sokala Duma Radio. No, no, no. Solimas has to be dismissed early, early, early because it's obvious that Chiefs is more than him. No, no, no. We don't need him anymore. Uh, as for me, uh, I think you must still give him a chance. Chiefs must buy only players because they need defenders. No, they, they must keep uh, Solandis because we enjoy laughing at them, you know. They tend Pilia to be a big cow. He was a superstar at Sundowns, winning trophies, Champions League. Now they, they are playing for Maze Mill, Maze Cup, Ship Cup, Makufe Cup, all useless cups. They can't win the league. They can't win the Champions League. We are happy. We are happy at Sundowns. We are very, very happy. Uh, no, I think Sundowns must leave. There, he can't do anything at this team. And they can't win cup. So the, the solution is to let him go. Well, there aren't too many with as much experience as Coach Farouk. What he says about the revamping of the technical team and the need for clubs to modernize is extremely important for any club that takes itself seriously. Let's talk to another experienced person in Max Maponyana to find out what he makes of the Chiefs scenario. Uh, to be honest, it's not a question of is he a right man. You also look around and say what had gone wrong. Why are we saying is he the right man? Mm. What happened? And I think what happened is that uh, the defense has always let the team down. And uh, if you look at it, uh, if it's 2-1, it means at some point it was 1-0. Remember on both occasions there was no point where it was too nearly. Yeah. So that's where you say the defenders let the team down and who's to blame? You can't say you blame the coach solely because then you keep blaming throughout. Remember uh, Steve was the one to be blamed the last time? Yeah. So are you going to blame the next coach? <laughs> I mean this one is now being the one blamed. But are you going to blame the next coach? And you'll blame them until when? 
So the point I'm trying to make is, I think it's more the defenders who didn't just do the basics in, on all occasions. Mm. And that's where one has to say, do they know what to do? Are they doing it right? And if the answer is no, is then the players and the coach. You know? I mean, look at look at the second goal, the winning goal, because yeah, there's the yeah. difference between Pirates and Chiefs. <laughs> because Chiefs won. I mean, Pirates won, Chiefs lost. Yeah. And that difference was caused by the three defenders who were queuing behind each other when Shonga tried to execute the bicycle chip yeah. that uh, was pushed and still managed to recover and slide the ball to his left and slide it past the keeper. So why were those three guys standing there? You know? I mean, you look at the facts. You don't look at the, 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 the easy, way, uh, easy way out. I mean, the easy way out always is to fire the coach because he's, he's one man, you know? Mm. But the most important thing is, do they have time to rectify this? Time is against them. And when I say time is against them, we know for a fact that they won't win the league now, <laughs> the way they've been playing. Yeah. You know? So clearly it's the, what, the fourth season or fifth without winning the league. I think they won in 2012, 2013. Huh? And yeah. those are the questions that you have to ask yourself. And then the, the solution. Because now you know what the problem is. Then the solution. You know? And the solution is to make sure that you work with your defenders. And if nothing comes right, then you have to change it. Mr. Maponyana, one of the things in, in, in you say talking about the defense, one of the complaints have been that uh, Katoso was given an opportunity, um, unfortunately, is off form, really nothing can be done about his confidence and loss of it. Uh, and then you install Mario Poisons. Uh, Mario Poisons doesn't seemingly is not uh, doing any better than Katoso, at least from the statistical point of view. Uh, one of the complaints from the fans have been to say that why have you uh, whether as a team or as a coach or as a technical team or as a club, why have you then not tried Dumatoho, who's a national team player uh, who has proven experience to play with Ungeza? Who, who was who was a national team player? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he he was a national team player, and the reason Mato has been out in the cold is because of his bad performance or lack of good performances. Mm. You we all know that, yeah. And as you say, but then they got poisons, and the poisons is not the answer. No? Mm. So for you, it's understandable that he, he is not playing because of his non-performances previously. Let, let's also face it. You know, I, it never even crossed my mind that uh, Mato might have been the solution, and I'll tell you why. Mm. Because the Pirates' defense, I mean, the Pirates' strike force is so quick. Now, you know Mato. He's not the quickest in the game. Yeah. So we were going to come back and uh, complain about the coach playing this guy that hasn't been playing in a big game like this. What was he expecting? And Mato is not the fastest of them all. What is this coach doing? What is he thinking? You know? Either way, you're not going to win it. Either way, you're not going to win it. Huh? Have you thought of that, though? That he is the slowest in the game. Absolutely, know? absolutely. I mean, we ask these questions because that's the 
prevailing perception out there, but it's true what you're saying, that the reason why he's no longer in the national team is because he was not performing there and he was not performing yeah. with his club. I completely agree yeah. with that assessment. Mm. Uh, but of course, the yeah. fans are, are asking that question. Uh, and, and last one for me, uh, uh, Legend, is, 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 is regarding, because what you said about the defense uh, failing to deal with Shonga mirrors exactly what the captain complained about. Uh, what did you think about the manner in which uh, Kune addressed that publicly, that the defenders are making mistakes, conceding silly goals. He was saying something that is true, of course, but you don't necessarily always get that. Like, you don't necessarily see that being addressed it publicly by players, by leaders of teams. You know, it's interesting you say that because, uh, again, you remember you just mentioned fans don't see it that way, yeah? Mm. You remember that other point that you said that uh, fans don't see it that way, they'll always want the player that hasn't been playing to think that he might rescue the situation. Yeah. So, fortunately, I have been privileged to have played and also to be an analyst. Now, I'm not looking at it from the fanatical point of view. Sure. And already it crossed my mind when he was uh, moaning and, uh, and groaning about his teammates. I thought, he's got the point. He's got all the right things that, uh, that he says. Yeah. But at the end of the day, is, is he the right person to say it? And then you would say, yes, he is, because he's a captain. Then I will come and say, no, he is. Uh, he is not. He is not for one reason. One has been a captain for these two big teams. Yeah. But there is, you've got duties. Captains have duties. One of the duties is to motivate the team and to join the course and to encourage the team when the ships are down. But then at the end of the day, your last part is to do what he did because what he did is, to me, a coach's area. It's a coach's job. Yeah? For me, I think he, he, he didn't get it right there. I know he was frustrated. Yeah. I know he was frustrated, but at the end of the day, what you do when you do what he did, you are starting to create some bad vibes and uh, divide in the team. And I'll tell you why I say so. And I said that yesterday in one of the radio stations. It's understandable why you're saying it, because it, it has the potential to divide the team. To divide the team. But having said that, though, is that if somebody scores him, like it has happened in the past, with a 45, 25-meter range shot, <laughs> they will be quick to turn and say, oh, yes, Mr. No-O. You know? <laughs> yes, Mr. Faultless. Yeah? And he's just, I think uh, he was frustrated. But often I say when you're frustrated, you take a step back and uh, do not say things and apologize to your teammates. And I'll tell you, here's a typical example. You remember Ronaldo after they lost uh, one big game? I think it was against Barcelona, Fonia. And we were told that he walked into the change room and he kicked everything and he says, I can't play with a bunch of amateurs. Mm. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Ramos jumped onto his throat. Yeah. Because you are already saying you are the only answer. Sure. Yeah, and the guys have let you down. They haven't let you down. They've let the team down. Why do you take it upon yourself? And he's not a captain, by the way. But even if he was a captain, again, that, that, that becomes a problem. And there was tension after that. You remember, he had issues with the players. He had issues with the, with the fans, the, Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Because if Kuna is not doing well, the same fans who says, how he, he, he was right, he was right. For now, he was right. But when he battles, you know, they, they are the same people who say, oh, look at this man. Look at this man who was saying this, this, and that. 
They don't forget this friendship. Yeah, yeah. And then, mm. yeah, I, 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 in the summary of what you were saying regarding the coaching I got, and I appreciate it because it's a different voice that you continuously have to change coaches if you always blame the coaches. Uh, where to from here then? Uh, do you say stick with this coach, uh, give him another transfer window? Um, I mean, Coach Farouk Khan was saying to me now that uh, he, the team needs a complete overhaul. Uh, last one uh, from your side, where to from here? Uh, from 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 a coaching perspective, you stick with them until the end of the season. Before I answer that, let me close that other one of uh, Kune sure. by saying I'll never forget what Eddie Lewis said. The late Eddie Lewis once said to us in the change room when we were really angry at each other. He said, "Do not do my job if you can't say anything good to your teammates. Say nothing." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good anyway. one. Anyway. Yeah, so then uh, I, I would say you, there's no ways that you keep changing. If they change the coach now, I'm going to ask a question on top of their emotions and sentiments and say, by the way, if you change the coach now, what are you hoping to achieve? To win the league? There's no ways. You mm-hmm. can't win the league with this one now. Mm-hmm. You can't win the league with the one who would replace him now. Huh? Yeah, that's a, that's a fair rather, rather, rather run with it until the end of uh, the season. Not yeah. the end of the contract, the end of the season. I don't know how long his contract is, but the end of the season. Yeah. You know? And you know, there's something that is very thorny that uh, we all know about. You remember when uh, there was this write-ups about Kaiser having said that this wasn't my first choice. Yeah, it was a fourth <laughs> choice or third choice coach. Yes, you know, that kind of a thing. And uh, you now say, because it wasn't your first choice, look for your first choice while this one is completing the season. Because your first choice is going to be seen as a failure because you'll be just uh, jumping into the setback of this one. Because whoever comes in is into a setback. He's, he's playing catch-up. Yeah, he's already number know? five in the league now, already out in the telecom knockout. Yeah. And that bank has uh, got, what, 32 teams. Yeah, there's a lot so of So you <laughs> failed when there were four teams remaining or three teams to, to win the cup. Now you are hoping to win a cup when there are 32 teams going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yet, right. And yet you still have cash, by the way. You know that. So in summary for you, stick with them until the end of the season and you decide what you want to do uh, after that. Stick with them until the end of the season. Meantime, look for the, your first choice. Yeah. That other first choice that you were talking about. Yeah. Apparently <laughs> is available. That, that other. Apparently yeah, is available because you know? Al Ahli have released their coach, uh, who was one of mm-hmm. the candidates. So uh, at least at the end of the season, maybe uh, he will be available. Yes. Where, where are we now? 15 games, isn't it? Or 15 games after the Arrows and Supersport Encounters? Yeah, we are and games then, number... And then on, we halfway. Yeah, it will be halfway after the next few few weeks. So it will be 15 games into it. After those two games? Yeah. Yeah. All so, right. unless if the miracle happens and they win all 15 games, or 15 <laughs> remaining games. Yeah. And I can tell you it's not possible. Yeah. Because one of them is Pirates. <laughs> uh, Mr. Maponyana, thank you so yeah. much for giving me your time. I really, really appreciated your thoughts. No, Solinas, when you are a bad thing, you are a bad thing. You are a bad thing. You are a bad thing. You Aha. Uh, 
abahambe ngeke 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 kuze kubiningi sikhala awungeke umuntu abaka ikhonda bajwabula manje ha ri sawatla zwilina zishishini zwilina zihata mahe iyo muthimu they must uh, find somebody who's going to assist him better than uh, Patrick Mavedi is doing. I'm not happy for him because the way the team performs, the only person who knows Kaiser is better, it's Patrick Mavedi. But it doesn't work for Kaiser to have Mavedi on the bench because Mavedi, I, I don't think he is, he is uh, there to, to make a difference. I think people are judging Solinas unfairly. Um, if you look into, like, he hasn't been there at least for six months um he wasn't there during pre-season uh, training which was crucial in getting the ideas across the players um he is feeling the pressure because of the three seasons that compella spent at chiefs without any silverware i think people should be patient enough for solinas to implement his ideas get his playing style together and then start winning again if you dismiss him now the next man will be in the same pressure as him to win at all costs without any time given to him to to to, to work on his ideas Fente is the Golden Arrows midfielder, formerly coached by the Italian Giovanni Solinas at Free State Stars. He thinks the future for the coach is not all doom and gloom. Thank you very much, man, for speaking to us. Uh, you are playing Kaiser Chiefs uh, on the 1st of December in a few days' time. Um, how are you feeling? Um, what are the team's preparations for that match? Uh, we've been preparing very well since we, we got an international break. Yeah. And then everything is going well for us at the moment, yeah. Mm. You looking forward to it? Uh, we're looking forward to Saturday because we're playing against the Chiefs. They've been going through some rough patch, but they're still a good, they're still a good team. We have to respect them and prepare well for them. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the most one of the most important uh, stories within that story of Kaz Chiefs versus Golden Arrows is the fact that you will be coming up against your former coach, uh, Giovanni Solinas, a man that you you hold very highly, uh, you hold dear, and you speak very highly of. Uh, talk to me about that, the reunion with uh, Coach Giovanni Solinas. Um, how does that make you feel, the prospect of meeting him again? Uh, it makes me feel good as a player because I had a good relationship with him the time we were working for 50 stars. So I'm looking forward to the game again. Although it's not going to be an easy one because they're going through some rough stages in their, in their season. And then I think they, it won't be an easy game because they've been wounded over the weekend and then they're playing again tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I, I think they, but they, do have a, they do have a good squad in their team, so good players. So I don't think it will be an easy game for us. Because those who have been who are, who are going to be given a chance, they will, they will want to post to the coach that they are worthy of playing each and every week. So I don't think it's going to be a, an easy game for us. We have to prepare well and be ready for them, like we usually do with the other. Mm. Having worked with him before, uh, I know you've just mentioned now that they are going through a rough patch. And that's where I was going, uh, my next question. So you've worked with him before. Uh what would you say to the Kaiser Chiefs fans that want him out? Because he's under pressure now and the fans are saying, we are done, we don't want him because he's out of the telecom knockout, uh, we need another coach. What would you like to say to the Kaiser Chiefs fans knowing the man himself? I know the man, he's a, he's a, he's a top professional. He takes job seriously. And then with the situation he's in today, at this present moment uh, of the season, I think the fans must give him a chance to build or to 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 organize and prepare the team well for the upcoming game. 
there's always pressure in football, but I think that uh, them wanting him to go at this early stage of the Olympics is unfair to him because also what he can do during, uh, at the beginning of the school, I don't think it's fair for them to, to, to want him to go at this early stage because it, it, he has too many players, he has to set time, most of them, and that's why maybe I think the team is struggling with this fight. He's the man with potential and he takes his job serious. And I think he will come out. He will come out of this situation. Uh, mm, so you have you have hope that you will be. You have the hope that you will be the coach still of Kaza Chiefs at the end of the season. Yeah, I do think so because with the way Craig is putting in on his job, yeah, I think he will remain there at the end of. It. Mm, all right, um, Denny. We wish you the best of luck against Kaza Chiefs. Hopefully, he will not turn the corner against your team. Um, at least he will lose against your team and then turn the corner after that. Yeah, thank you, my brother. Yeah. We hope to... Uh, we're going for the maximum points on Saturday. We will be not breaking down on Kila Chief. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for speaking to us. Well, there you have it, ladies and gents. Giovanni Solinas' polarizing opinions at the moment, as you've heard from the voice notes, and he will continue to do so until results improve. What Chiefs will not wish for is another moment of obscene violence from fans who forced Steve Compeller's resignation through their vandalism of the Moses Mabita Stadium earlier this year. The last Chiefs coach I can remember from memory who did not last as long as Chiefs was Kossadin Papic, who stayed for around six or seven months. Will Solinas complete a year at Chiefs at the moment? It doesn't seem to be that he will be there in a year's time unless results improve. My name is Ngulule Gongeu. I'm your host. Thank you very much for listening. Sokala Duma Radio. Sokala Duma Radio.